Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino back here for some circle chat message. Open up the circle chat to talk with our panel here as uh, we have reached the end of week one of the circle season two. What a week. What a way to close it out. Very excited to talk about all things through episode number four. Episode uh, number four, especially if you have not watched all four episodes of The Circle Season 2, get out of here. Block the chat right now because uh, we are going to be talking all the spoilers through four episodes of Season 2 of The Circle on Netflix. And I'm so excited. because uh, What a great episode number four uh, we had. Uh, let me first uh, welcome back a man who has been talking about all four episodes of The Circle this week. Taryn Armstrong. Taryn, how are you? Doing great. Uh, very excited to be talking with uh, a, a sort of geezer. Uh, yes, you, a sort of geezer. Yes, sort of geezer. Uh, yes, that's that's what we've got. Go a, a sexy buff young man. You are Rob. Yes. Okay. Well, typically I get called a geezer, and not by Chloe from mm. uh, Too Hot to Handle or uh, The Circle. So I appreciate it that now people see me and they say, "Oh no, he's not a geezer." Clearly. Exactly. Clearly. You're, well, you're not a, you're not an American geezer, but you are a British geezer. Yes. Okay. Uh, Taryn, happy to have you back here in the Peapod Squad uh, once again. <laughs> hashtag loyal lad. Uh, of course, uh, uh, we've got a big panel here to talk about this on our weekly roundtable. We're going to do these live uh, each Saturday during the circle here for the next couple of weeks here in the month of April. So. Hope you can join us live if you're listening to the podcast version of us. Of course, uh, a woman who just got done uh, talking about the Circle UK. Uh, of course, uh, you could hear her all the time on the uh, Bachelor Rehab Up. It's the great Haley Strong. Haley, how are you? Oh, what a thrill it is to be here once again. I have, I have thought about pretty much nothing but the Circle for the last four weeks. Um, and I'm living my best life, honestly. Yes. Okay. Uh, Haley, uh, do you have a particular favorite character in the circle of season two? Uh, Lee's tears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big fan of those. Yeah, they are literally a river. Yeah. I, I see those more than I see some of the other people in the cast. <laughs> He's in his feelings. Time there. He's in his feelings. Uh, How could you not be? I would be crying all the time, too. I yes. do not blame him. Okay. As long as he's still JFTF, uh, just <laughs> just for the faucet of tears. Um, 
Very excited to have here with us to talk some circle. Uh, Geneva Guadalupe. Geneva, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be back. I was actually talking uh, the finale with Priya and Taryn, so I'm glad to talk about the U.S. I've been watching a lot of the circle over the last several weeks, so I am glad that we are being blessed with so much content. Yeah. Uh, it has been very exciting times for uh, the Circle fans. Uh, how does the uh, Circle Netflix compare to uh, the UK version, in your opinion? In my opinion, I have found personally, at least if I compare these last uh, these two seasons to one another, I I'm actually pleasantly surprised to see how tactical and strategic the players are being yes. with season two right out the gate. Because season one, I don't feel like season one really had that going on. It was more like we're figuring this out. We're we're playing this game. Let's be nice to people. There are elements that happen. But I've I've found at least the UK version overall to be more entertaining and engaging. Um, but I'm excited for the potential of season two because it looks like from what we got this week, it was amazing. Yeah, uh, very excited to get into everything. And of course, uh, uh, another person who was uh, along on the journey on the Circle UK. Uh, welcome back. Just coming off of an uh, RHAP Instagram takeover. The great Puya Zimbakili, uh, my hashtag uh, 90 day fiance brother. Hashtag 100 emoji send. I'm <laughs> very excited to be here today. Obviously, when it comes to the circle, there's always a lot to talk about. So if I was to short form it, V-E-F-T. Very excited for tonight. Can't wait to talk about these first four episodes out the gate for the Circle US season two. Yeah. Um, we're going to get into it. We're going to take questions from the chat along the way, uh, later on in the show, but uh, we have to start here with, uh, the top stories at this hour. And Taryn, you talked about it on, uh, the update with, uh, with Rowan this week about like, boy, wouldn't it be crazy if we actually did lose, uh, a big player like, uh, Savannah or Terralisha to start things off and, once it came down to it was going to be Emily and Chloe, is it? Oh, this is real bad for Savannah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we definitely just skipped over the the top headline of of the episode, which is the resolution of that cliffhanger. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm so glad that we finally found out that it is uh, Tara Leisha that Savannah did not trust. But yes, you're right. Uh, this this was um, this was definitely a, a wild result here. Uh, where, uh, you know, this, this almost was like its own little four episode story arc yeah. of the rise and fall of Tara Leisha and Savannah, the war that they went at. Uh, and now it's, it's almost like, where, where do we go from here? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, Haley, were you team Savannah or team Tara Leisha? Um, I think if I had to choose, I would be team Tara Leisha. I'm not anti Savannah by any yeah. means. I just feel like, Tara Leisha had more of a leg to stand on in this argument. Yeah. Uh, Geneva, how did you feel about really uh, the circle season two kicking off with basically a battle between these two strong uh, female players vying for control of the circle? To be honest, I was very disappointed because both Savannah and Tara Leisha were like my top two faves yeah. from the very first episode. So I wasn't really happy about it. Um, but similar to Haley, I think that 
I kind of prefer Tara Leisha in this argument. I can say, though, that, I mean, Tara Leisha did did start it. So I, I do understand the argument. And I still, like, still do love Savannah. But ultimately, I think when it comes, when you think about it, it's like actions speak louder than words. And the actions were that essentially savannah did not save you know one of the girls and she's saved a guy so well i guess you know catfished guy but Mm -hmm. that's so i feel like when we look at that essentially i can see how things worked out more for tara leisha than for savannah yeah puya do you feel like that there was one thing that savannah should have done differently to have avoided this because it did feel like that tara leisha like uh really like took it to the group Honestly, ultimately, we have to look at what her ratings were, because I think that had third place been in the influencer spot, she might have been safe. Right. It was I believe it was uh, Courtney who just misses out. Trevor just misses out on the spot that could have saved. But like it came down to the ratings and it ultimately came down to the fact that um, Jared Alicia was first out the gate to put the accusation on on her, on Savannah. And it all comes down to the Chloe factor. She yeah. didn't save Chloe. Chloe felt things about it. Tara Alicia capitalized on that, took the girls under her wing, more so than Savannah could have ever done so. And and this is what comes to a head, what happens. I was very upset. I'm not going to lie to you. I was very upset to see I Savannah, love Savannah go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rob, it, it, was, it was the save. It was the save when she becomes influencer and she goes rogue and saves Trevor. The 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 thing that bonded her to Tara Alicia in the first place was her suspicion of Trevor. And Chloe was the one that was like, hey, I like Trevor. Uh, and then to have Savannah publicly go and save Trevor after that bonding session with Tara Alicia and the interaction with Chloe, it pisses both of them off in one go. And then when her explanation to to, to Chloe was well, I just bonded with him on multiple levels. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which was like, what are you, what are, this is so shady. Um, and, uh, it was really such a, a layup there. You just, you save the person, you save Chloe, you save the people that you've bonded with, you reinforce, uh, like the first time you get power, the, the goal is to make sure that people, uh, think that you are reliable and that you will be consistent and help them. And when she goes rogue like that, how are her allies going to feel like they can trust her to save them in the future? Yeah. Um, it's wild that Chloe, who, you know, I, I thought was kind of like a joke for the first couple of episodes, ultimately is the person who, <laughs> like, is the downfall of Savannah. You made uh, such a good point, Taryn, about how, uh, yeah, the move probably would have been save Chloe. She could have saved Trevor in the private chat with mm-hmm. Alicia, but, uh, like, uh, it really felt like that she did a bad job of patching things up with chloe where you know i thought it was sort of like um just like a, it looked bad for chloe when she was like making faces when savannah was talking to her and emily but uh that she did not realize that chloe ha- had an axe to grind after this yeah it's just it's just the wrong call and it felt like she made that move and then was put in a situation where she couldn't make things right with chloe and then tried to get chloe blocked in the influencer chat like she created a situation where she had to clean it up by evicting or by blocking the person that she, uh, you know, got mad at her for doing that uh, and then couldn't end up blocking Chloe and just made Tara Alicia even more mad that she tried. Yeah. Um, and that's that's where Tara Alicia comes in 
um, and starts uh, calling her out, which I also thought was a very risky play and really could have backfired on Terralisha. Yeah. But, uh, but plays out the way it does. Can we get into it? What did Terralisha do right to ensure that Savannah went home after she got into this feud with Savannah? I mean, from my from my perspective, we're we're looking at, uh, you know, in season three of the UK uh, series, um, we had a player that was very dominant strategically. um, But what she would do is that she was very uh, hesitant to really put her feelings out there and turn people against others because she was worried about getting caught. Uh, Terralisha had no qualms about that. And it's very effective. It worked very quickly. But as you saw, it also tanked her own chances in the ratings. So. Uh, I think the risk here is that by so openly going against someone now, she is making people worried. Well, if I piss Terralisha off, is she going to call me out? Is she going to turn on me like she did on Savannah? Because mm-hmm. they don't know the details of this. They don't know exactly what happened to make her do this. So uh, there's definitely a, a lot of risk here. Yeah. Haley, where do you think the Terralisha lands in the uh, influencer rankings uh, this next time out? Do you think she's back up near the top after this? I, I wouldn't say she's near the top, but... I feel like I, I feel like what happened is going to form a stronger bond between the trio of Emily, Chloe, and Terralisha. And so I, I feel like those will kind of, you know, raise the waters for Terralisha. But I, I think with Courtney, Courtney's always gonna rank her last. Um, I feel like maybe River is kind of not gonna have her the highest. I feel like she's gonna be at least in the middle. I don't think she's gonna be at the bottom and I don't think she's gonna be at the top. Geneva, uh, do you feel like that the friends of Savannah are also going to be in hot water after this? I think that there's definitely a possibility. I think one thing in general that at least even though we've been talking about what Tara Leisha did well, I did think that what Savannah did do well was kind of turning it against Tara Leisha by going to Courtney right away and being like, hey, like sh- she was trying to block you. Um, so I think that's really important. I think for the game because for Terralisha, I think she's going to probably stay in the middle. Um, I think we have a strong unit of three now after this blocking. So I think it's a question of whether the people who are friends with Terralisha, will they pull in Lance um, or maybe other contestants that'll come in in, in the near future. Um, I'm not really sure where they stand because I think it ultimately will depend on, I think where Terralisha stands, but I don't think she'll be at the top, but I don't think she'll be at the bottom. Uh, yeah. I think that with regards to Tara Alicia, um, what she needs to do right now is she needs this this feud to be moved away, put to bed. So her move now, the next two people that come in, be chummy with them, get them on your side because they can't be rated, but they can still rate. That's important. Yeah. And then use the time pass to kind of mend all the fences with everyone else. Because I do think that what she needs now that it's gone is for people to forget about this and for some other thing to take the forefront. Because especially with the dynamics of this particular apartment complex this season, I really do feel like because like, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. It's It's been a surprise. The first two boots have been relatively a bit of a surprise. So I can't quite figure out. This is very different to the dynamics of other seasons we've seen. So I can't figure out what they're going to do next. I could see Charlisha just because of how often she's been on people's lips being targeted next. So what she needs is good ratings next time yeah. to just let the time pass and just ride the middle a little bit. 
Well, Taryn, one of the things that I think is interesting where we've seen like in the previous circle seasons where it's really the people who come in together, that's like the tight group and the new people, they can never crack this. But in a circle house that's divided, I feel like that the new people come in in sort of like a unique position of strength where you would think that if there are two sides, that they are going to be very heavily recruited by Mm -hmm. the uh, two sides when they come in. They come in as natural swing votes for yeah. sure, um, which is why it's, I think, important for the rest of the players to sort of finish off the existing Savannah side before uh, the new players get a chance to come in and, and sort of sway the power in the other direction. Because that's that's the obvious play. If you're a new player, you want to go to the remnants of Savannah's side, the Courtney uh, and whoever else, uh, maybe Trevor, that she has and sort of be like, hey, we've got you. Uh, let's 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 get you up there as an influencer so you can take a shot back. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and that would be a great play if they're able to get that information. Um, that being said, that I feel like that our newest player into the circle has been so unimpactful that uh, Geneva. Am I crazy that everybody in the circle realizes this is not Lance Bass? Let's have nothing to do with this person. So I definitely want to call out Lance Bass or fake Lance Bass because first and foremost, she puts her age in her profile as 41 years old and says that she started in NSYNC as a teenager. If you do the math, technically, the essentially she would have been 11 years old when she joined NSYNC. So already for that, that's completely wrong and incorrect. Also, 1995 was like, you know, 25, depending on when they filmed this, Mm -hmm. 25 or so years ago. So the the math is not right. So I'm very, very curious to see essentially if anyone will pick up on that. But I can say in general, if you are a celebrity supposedly going into the circle and you say that you're going to use your money to go on an NSYNC tour... (laughs) I don't think that's really going to go over well. And it was very clear it did not. Um, You should say, oh, I'm going to give the money to charity. But that's, I think, where the challenges are if you come in as somebody who's either well-known or in a certain type of position. Like if we look at, for example, the Circle UK Season 3, you have Gemma who came in as a catfish, but playing a nurse, you know, that can be very controversial. And then when she had the conversation with Andy about her true identity, Andy felt really uncomfortable on the intentions that Gemma would have had with the money. And so I think you have to be really careful if you come in as a catfish. Haley, are you an NSYNC person? Uh, You know what? Uh, Between NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, I was always more of a 98 Degrees girl. Oh, (laughs) wow. Plot twist. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. But here's the thing. When I... When I saw like the coming up on like the circle, like Lance Bass, I was like, oh, I absolutely believe Lance Bass would do a Netflix reality show. Sure. Like that is up his alley. So I was a little disappointed. They didn't he's get a big reality Lance TV Bass. fan, Lance Bass. Yeah. Famously he's, he's... dated Riken from The Amazing Race. Interesting. But like he's been on a bunch of these. He's been on worse reality shows, mm-hmm. let me tell you that. Yeah. Um. Taryn, I know you are no fan of uh, Lisa the Catfish. I actually feel like, even though this was a very exciting twist to have uh, Savannah out of the game, I felt like they should have opened it up to... Because uh, maybe Lisa could have gone home. It would have been that Lisa, a.k.a. Lance Bass, is so far the worst part of Circle Season 2. 
Yeah, it's it's been a big miss so, so far. I, and I know they, they, they work very hard to protect the new players in the game because they don't want the new players just, you know, uh, going right out the door. But, um, I, you know, I, I, I hope that, you know, I hope that she grows on me. I hope that something will happen here. But, yeah, she's been giving me really, really nothing so far. And I would not have been upset to see her go. Puya, you have any feelings about Lisa the catfish? Not good ones. Um, yeah. I also do not sh- share the sentiment with Tanner. Like, I, I don't really like what I've been getting. I'm not really intrigued. Like, and that's the thing with the circle. The celebrity catfish component of it doesn't give you much because, again, it's all text-based. So you could tell me I'm sharing the circle apartment with Morgan Freeman. I'm like, well, okay, it's someone I'm texting with. It does not matter. So, like, you're not – like, that's not jumping off the page. I've been texting with Morgan Freeman, though. I mean, that, come on. That would be a great story, great anecdote for sure. But also, I would still be skeptical on it. And ultimately, I feel like Lisa's someone who's just not really – you know, delivering all that much in the in the Lance Bass front. So we'll just have to wait and see if she does. But I yeah. genuinely do not see Lisa getting a high rating in the next review unless something's happened that they've not been showing us. Do you think she'll even make it out of next week? Because like, I kind of feel like no, <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's a big. I mean, the fact that the she thought I'll make a joke about using the money to start up a tour and no one got the joke. That's already a yeah. bad sign for you. Like, no. horrible. It stinks. Uh, that, this is a funny idea, but uh, I just say that she, like, they almost like don't even show her on the show. You kind of like forget that she's even there. I feel like that the catfish it isn't working. I just uh, hate it also that they let somebody catfish as Lance Bass and it's his assistant. Like, no, you should. And I knew that somebody was going to catfish as Lance Lance Bass. I didn't know it was going to be their personal assistant. To me, that feels that that's cheating. That's not even fair. But it's like she doesn't even know the numbers because she said, I've been in the music industry for 30 years. So that would mean when she was or Lance was theory ugly 11 so I'm like she should have brought a book of like fun facts about Lance or like mm-hmm. just the more important details if she was going to be him but if she's already like I need to make sure I don't have I have the math right and all this sort of stuff that's that's concerning if you're going to go play someone that people know she might have been under instructions from Lance Bass to make me see sound young uh I don't know how old oh. Lance Bass actually is um can I just say I'm really and this is the first instance that this has really been happening to me. I'm really feeling my age after four people just did not know who he was. We're like, what is NSY? I was like, Chloe, come on. But I know she's 21. But like, damn, where, where's the culture? Also from the UK, to be fair. Yeah. Like if, you know, if somebody like, from Westlife was in, I bet she'd know who that was. But also, so would I. I. That's the problem. <laughs> I, know. Like, I, I, know what, I, I know what's going yeah. on. Come on. Um, another top story at this hour. We saw that Savannah got to go, not just to visit anybody. Who do you think is going to win? I think she still went to go see whoever. Uh, who and deserves to win, wasn't who, it? Yeah, who deserves to win. Um, okay. So she goes and visits Courtney. They have a chat. But Courtney has gotten a special power. He gets to go to the inner circle. Geneva, do we know anything about the inner circle? Has this happened in the UK at all? Well, I mean, I'm not a full expert on the UK, but I mean, in recent, from what I've seen in terms of the circle, the only time I've seen much of the inner circle 
has not necessarily involved too much of these contestants. So I'm very intrigued to see um, how they um, give what, what Courtney is going to be able to access within the circle. Yeah. Taryn, do you have a- any uh, rampant speculation about the powers that will be given to the person in the inner circle? So on season three, uh, Emma, the host, was the one that went into this room, the the control room, and she saw feeds of everyone's rooms. I can't imagine that's what we would be seeing here with one of the contestants. But there's definitely reason to be uh, reason to speculate that perhaps um, they would be able to see maybe conversations. Uh, we did see that on season three of The Circle. Uh, UK, where, um, you know, uh, players were able to see the circle chat anonymously um, without anybody knowing that they were seeing it. But I don't know how that really helps uh, Courtney. Um, are we going to get into the preview for next week? Because I think there are some hints there. Um, what do you think? Let me see. I mean, what the, let me see. What the, let it. me I let mean, me open up the the, the chat. Uh, <laughs> the, yeah, I, I, I think so. like uh, let's give. Here's what we'll do. If you don't want to hear about the preview, then skip ahead 60 seconds. Okay, Taryn? All right. There you go. Uh, so in the preview, there seemed to be, there was this thing that popped up that said the Joker um, on the screen. And uh, I think that indicates to me that perhaps this is going to be the power that's her, that perhaps Courtney will be able to uh play an extra character or, or something as the Joker. Maybe he can uh, go and do whatever he wants to say or do anonymously. Uh, maybe get into some chats with people as the Joker. Maybe, um, maybe there's an extra aspect to it that we can't, uh, you know, necessarily know right now, but um, I would guess that the Joker has something to do with it. I would guess that it means that he can do something in anonymously, whether that's actually have a power or just mess with people. I can't say for sure, for sure. But, yeah. Um, could be interesting. Pui, if you got a text from the Joker, would you answer it? <laughs> yes, I would. I'd be curious. You know, is it is this like a comedic Joker or like a sadistic Joker? Am I going to get pranked or am I going to cry? I don't know. I'm, I'd be very curious to find out for sure. All right, I think our sixty seconds is up, so we'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll button this up. Um, I, I was wondering that Hale, is it possible that they could like uh, see Courtney take control of the circle, like coming up with like group questions or activities like that would be coming from the circle and not from Courtney? I love that. See, I, I've hyped it up. So I didn't see that preview, so I've hyped it up in my little brain that they're gonna let him see one person or like see one room to see if they're a catfish or not. And I would really hate that because that is the yeah. room that Emma goes in and she can see everyone like there's live feeds in that room. So I'm I'm really worried that he's going to be able to see like one room or something like that and have that information. Yeah, I did think of that. Maybe you could get like some sort of like detective powers in mafia and like find out like if one person is a, a catfish potentially. And then, you know, what would you do with that information uh, if if you had it? But I feel like the Geneva, it would be very powerful for like uh, Courtney to get a lot of stuff just because the person who got evicted thought he deserved to win. Yeah, um, I, I'm very concerned on what sort of power might be given to Courtney as much as I love Courtney and I appreciate it. I just feel like a huge component of this game is you, everyone's behind the screen. You're in your own apartment. So you play and be who you want to be. So I guess things I've been wondering is whether we're going to see maybe some sort of situation where maybe 
Courtney could access certain chat rooms and see what people are saying back and forth. So not necessarily know who, like, for example, who's behind those, you know, I guess the keyboard, but essentially just like seeing like private conversations between other people, or maybe there might be some sort of, I guess, like we saw in uh, Circle UK, Orange Tally type situation, where maybe at a certain point he could play as another player or something of that sort. I'm yeah, I'm just intrigued to see like, is it going to be something that's super powerful? Are as people continue to get blocked this season, will they be able to grant some sort of power where other people are going to the inner circle? That's what I'd be really intrigued to see. Um, and what type of things that we'll see that those individuals will get. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumpacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus all right i'd like to go back and uh, go through episode number four and then also uh hear from uh puya and geneva and haley about anything like from the week that you really have been uh dying to say by the way uh taryn you did uh such a great job on uh the episode recaps during the week uh with bryce for episode number two uh and with rowan from uh, the bridge who i know has been on uh the circle uk coverage uh with you and puya for episode number three uh taryn is going to have uh updates for all of the episodes uh during the week uh next week as well you can subscribe to our circle podcast feed at robinswebsite.com slash circle podcast and then we'll be back again uh next saturday for the week two roundtable so uh looking forward to that uh but to pick up where it's off in those podcasts you yes. learn uh what anthony promorphize means yes yes yeah. um all right let's uh pick up this truth or dare game and uh taryn you called it at the end of the last podcast that uh, Tara Alicia was the player that Savannah uh, could not trust. Uh, mm-hmm. Haley, uh, what do you make of this? Uh, the uh, world's uh, most, uh, what, what would you say? Uh, Mock-sided, game one Truth or dare? Like, I, I mean, I, I'm more of a truth gal. I don't like doing tasks. Really a lot of truth but- or truth. But yeah, but but in this instance, well, I could I could just be like, yeah, I put on the clothes and like not put any like any extra clothes on. Mm-hmm, um, it just seemed pointless to pick truth here. 
unless you wanted to get in trouble. Yeah. It was like, okay, dare. All right. We dare you to tell the truth. Yeah. Well, that's basically <laughs> what happened to Emily, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, you know, Courtney was the only person who had to do anything. And, and uh, Taryn, you, and you said it uh, in the podcast, but yeah, uh, like this was silly to have him uh, do this. It would have been great to have like in last season when uh, I think Joey and Shuby had the push up contest. Uh, mm. And uh, I think it was Joey who uh, wasn't even doing any push ups. Like, oh my God, I'm wearing so many clothes. Uh, that that would have been fun. But yeah, let, let me tell you, the uh, the producers like Courtney. That's that's what I learned from this episode is that he got the easiest uh, truth or dare thing by far and ended the episode with a massive power. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they like him. Yeah. OK. Um, Geneva, do uh, you have any thoughts on how this uh, Terralisha and Savannah battle ultimately culminated? You know, I think it was definitely interesting to see how it continued to build up. And I know these games like to cause so much drama, um, but Tara Alicia already just likes to stir the pot and she's really not afraid to express her opinion. And I think because we started to see the back and forth over the last couple of episodes, it was bound to happen. And even basically Savannah in this episode says, it, only one of us is going to make it out of this victorious. And so they knew that coming at each other would result in something bad happening and one of them would probably be blocked because it's going to involve people taking sides in the sort of situation. And if you're friends, you know, if you're friends with one person, you're probably going to vote, uh, Tara Alicia with a lower ranking. And if you're friends with like Savannah, you're mm-hmm. going to vote, you know, uh, vice versa, that sort of thing. So I think watching essentially the war was, um, quite entertaining but i think terralisha's response to savannah in the chat was very strange but i think maybe she felt that she had that sort of support because she was the one to initiate um what you know and tell everybody publicly like this is what has been happening this is what's been going on and then at the end of the day she terralisha was aligned with the right people because she had that relationship with those influencers so Mm -hmm. I think it was definitely an interesting battle because they are two women that came into this game that were like, we're going to be strategic. We're going to be tactical. And both of them basically do that throughout um, this first week. Yeah. Uh, and it seemed like I, after the first episode, I'm like, oh, these two are going to run the table. This is going to be the final two. And then uh, I never would imagine that this week turns out this way. Uh, but Haley, when uh, during the fight between uh, Savannah and Terralisha, that uh, I, I loved every time they cut to Jay, uh, that he was so upset during the whole thing. And he just like he like holds the picture of River. Uh, like I, I don't know why. I don't know why. Like he's like gonna forget who he is. It's not like it's his son or anything like that. Like he has like unless unless River was the person that broke his heart. Uh, I, I don't know what <laughs> it's like a weird relationship uh, with this picture. I think he just needed like somewhere to put his hands and like mm-hmm. put all of his tension in. It's like he just reached for the picture instead of a pillow. He doesn't have nearly as many stuffed animals as Terralisha has. So that's something he really should have considered. Yeah. Um, well, yeah this was so unprecedented to have uh, this kind of fighting going on, right? Yeah. I mean, usually when interactions like this happen, typically one person is kind of an aggressor. The other person's more of a submissive and kind of just doesn't do anything. And it, you know, 
it'll just blow over like that. Everyone will look at the one person, they move on. It was very clear that first time that Teralisha stepped up to Savannah, if Savannah had just let it go, we might have a completely different outcome in our game. Savannah was like, I'm not going to let her lie and like make it seem like it was all my decision. I'm not going to let her have that stake. She stepped up. Teralisha did not like that. They had this back and forth. And then in this game, it was very obvious once um, Teralisha went after Savannah, Savannah was like, the next time I get a chance, I'm sending it back. And obviously, very well done with the question they gave her. And of course, you know where that was going to go. But then Savannah goes in on it. I genuinely think that this was a bad move from both of them, obviously. Yeah. But the one that's remaining now, Teralisha, again, if she's able to ride the middle now, She's going to be in a good spot because she's already proven that she can rise to the top by getting the influencer spot. She, I think where she beat Savannah is the, they both had allies. They both had these teams, but her team was better insulated in inside the apartment complex. Like Chloe's so well connected at this point. And that is a good ally for her to have. Whereas I feel like um, Savannah came up short there. I think Teralisha is going to be okay now, but she needs to not go through this uh, roller coaster again with anybody else. Like truly. Mm-hmm. Um, Taryn, any other thoughts on the fight? Uh, not really. I mean, you know, I, I think that everything Puya said is, is right. I mean, having a public fight like this is just... There's a reason why everyone is always very boring in the circle. Uh, it's, uh, in public, right? They wait until the anonymous stuff to start flinging mud. Um, and that's because uh, the second you have any kind of controversy... You're going to get rated down in those ratings and you'd better hope that you have the allies to fix things. And the thing with the circle is that you don't always have control over who you talk to all the time. So uh, you don't always have the ability to shore up those allies. So uh, you got to you got to be very, uh, very careful about that. So we get everybody to go to bed. Uh, you know, Savannah feels good about how the fight went overall. She's not going to let uh, Teralisha push her around. Uh, the next morning, uh, we get some talk between uh trevor and savannah and trevor basically you know assure savannah that uh that trevor has savannah's back um it really almost worked out to be a very interesting scenario with the influencers where if it would have been because chloe was one emily was two and then trevor was three that uh, could you imagine if we would have had Chloe and Trevor as the two influencers and uh, ultimately like Emily just like basically like uh, concedes and goes uh, which whichever way like the wind blows. But that would have been like a r really, really interesting uh, influencer chat. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't think that Savannah would have gone there at all, especially considering she saved Trevor. She she kind of honestly did uh, really affect her own social game with in placement within the circle by saving him in the first place. But I know that Trevor definitely would have saved her right back. So yeah. I'm I'm really intrigued to have seen what really would have happened with that. Combina combination of Chloe and Trevor. We know that there'd be a lot of flirty banter, of course, um, yeah. between them. But aside from that, I I would be I would be intrigued to see like who they would be, um, you know, fighting or contentious over. And even we know that I feel like Chloe definitely would have had probably a pretty big stance, especially when we compare her to Emily, who is pretty neutral and passive in her responses to everyone, which I feel like might be actually a bit dangerous for Emily going yeah. down the road. 
Yeah, I think that's a really good point because uh, I actually think that Emily was one of the biggest losers out of all of this because that Emily's whole thing is, oh, I'm not going to give an opinion on anything. And then for her to be an influencer here and having to make the call uh, on top of that to volunteer, like, oh, I'll be the one to to tell the group. Like, I felt like that one Chloe came away from the influencer chat feeling like, all right, Emily, like really like pick a side, like grow a backbone. Uh, and then two, uh, Savannah was got, was so burned by Emily. Like, uh, it was like, uh, if I was Emily, I I would be not happy to have had to have been in that power position. Yeah. I don't, I'm going to, I have a take here. I don't know if anyone's going to agree with this. It's cool. It's cool. It's fine. Um, Emily is someone who's playing the Waffle House game, right? You're trying to ride the middle. You're trying to waffle. You're, you're here. You're there. You're everywhere. It's that. cool. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. Very, I no, don't like waffles anymore, Rob. You know this. Why are <laughs> He's you moved on. His thing is eggs and cream toast, cheese, Rob. French French eggs and cream yeah, eggs and cream cheese. Yeah. Wild. Um, I think that the minute Emily hears, oh, Chloe's got like allies. Chloe's got friends everywhere. This was the wrong move for Emily. Emily needed to push back on this because I do think that if Emily truly wants to play the waffle game and be in the middle of everything, you keep the two fighting sides alive and or or like you go in another direction or she keeps Savannah in and cuts Tara Leisha. Why? Because Chloe is clearly good with everybody. And as much as Emily has this allegiance with the girl gang, so does Chloe, but Chloe has extras. I genuinely thought that this was a very bad ending for Emily. I say ending in that the blocking being the ending because ultimately she comes off very much like it's not even hidden that she's in the middle. Mm -hmm. Everyone is seeing this. Chloe, one of her closest allies, is just time and time again irritated that this is happening. So it's only a matter of time before Emily's going to get tested again. And if she doesn't pick a side she's going to get cut. Yeah. And and that's not a good spot. So I have some some information I believe from uh from from Jack aka Emily on social media um who said that Message. basically uh yes, basically in the influencer chat, he was in a spot where he did not want to piss Chloe off and be in the same spot as Tara Alicia and uh Savannah where she comes at him um and she was she basically gave him the ultimatum of these are the people I'm saving you need to pick between Savannah or Tara Alicia um and at that point he was like yeah I guess Savannah then yeah because mm. Chloe came out with the whole three amigos thing it's like all right exactly. well there were there really aren't uh any options but Haley for Emily uh to the point where Savannah tells Courtney hey you need to watch out for Emily I'm wondering if next we could see the Courtney's and Trevor's of the world uh, when they go like, uh, you know, justice for Savannah. Don't target Taralisha. I wonder if their move is going to be to target Emily next. I agree. I don't think things are going to look good for Emily next week. I also feel like a major um a major indicator of being a catfish is kind of really playing in the middle and not having any mm. uh, concrete decisions. Cause I, I feel like if you don't know your character super well, you're more likely to kind of to waffle in between really. Um, I don't, I, I just don't think the long-term prospects for Emily are looking good for me. Um, I, I feel like Emily doesn't have a great read on what other people mm-hmm. are thinking either, which is, which is tough. I mean, we saw Saeed in the UK version have a battery on pretty much everyone, um, but things turned out okay-ish for him. But I just, 
I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of next week we lose Emily and Lance. Geneva, what's your take on Emily through one week? Yeah, so I think in terms of I I understand the fact that Emily doesn't really want to burn any bridges. Emily wants to form connections with people. But I also feel like a really important part of the game is giving out information. And I watched so many conversations this week where you saw the person who was on the receiving end being like, this isn't a response. Like, Or I was hoping for this sort of response, whether it's support, whether it was an actual strong stance or opinion on who Emily likes or dislikes. And I feel like sometimes when you show, when you don't take a side, it's also like you're taking a side in the sense that you may not necessarily be with them. And we even see basically in this episode, Savannah is like, are you with me or are you not? Which I don't know if I necessarily like that approach personally, but I I understood that she wanted to know who she could trust or who she couldn't trust moving forward. But it's like a lot of Emily's responses were just kind of like, you know, regardless of what's happening between you two, I'll have your guys' back because we're the girls, Mm -hmm. which is great, I guess. But I feel like when you're in the game, you people want to make sure not only that they're like being ranked well, but if they have to worry about you and how you might rank them, they might rank you low too. So I do really hope that I feel that we see beyond this point that Emily will be at least a bit more um, open with her thoughts and opinions in terms of the players. Um, Maybe not necessarily in the way that Terralisha is very open, um, like in the first episode coming, you know, or like, you know, in the first time that she was influencer coming straight for Courtney. I I don't know if necessarily with the first blocking, I'd really want to make that big of a, a move if I'm noticing someone might be a threat in the future. But I think Emily really needs to um, not only strengthen those bonds and connections, but also really focus on the character and like what her character thinks is the best strategically and also explain to people like this is actually how I feel about this person. Obviously, you don't have to tell the hundred percent truth, Mm -hmm. but so they actually believe that you're a person. Right. Taryn, like in a Big Brother season, uh, if it's a super divided house, like the safest place to be like might be in the middle, but it's probably also the hardest thing to do it well and not alienate the two sides. It pisses people off. It pisses both sides off because you're not taking a stance and it it feels wishy-washy and it feels like you're playing the game, which is exactly what you're doing. Now, the benefit can be that while it might piss people off, you can't really do anything about it because at the end of the day, the person who's wishy-washy is still less threatening to you than the person that's saying, I want you gone. Um, so there is a lot of benefit to it. But here's I, I think where Emily really gets it wrong is when she is talking to Chloe, who is ostensibly her, her biggest ally in the game. Um, and, and Chloe does rate Emily number one. Um, and so like, uh, like there's some real trust there. And so you don't need to be as careful, in my opinion, when talking to Chloe, you can have some more opinions. You can open up a bit more. You don't have to actively protect people or go against your word or anything like that. But, uh, but you can at the very least make her feel like you're opening up to her and don't Mm -hmm. just put the entire onus on her. I get where Jack was coming from in that moment, but, uh, I don't think he played it well socially. Mm -hmm. Um, we saw also uh, the day after the fight uh, when Terralisha is going to message 
Courtney to try to uh, suss out uh, what's going on and where Courtney stands and all this. And uh, Taryn, poor Courtney can't ever get a workout in without somebody interrupting him. You know, uh, he's got. Look, I think when you when your workout uh, uh, is is star fishing and 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 jump wiggles, um, you know, uh, I I don't know what else he's doing. So yeah, this was warrior be pose. Warrior pose. Well, see, where does the fish come in with that, Rob? Is, are there fish warriors? <laughs> I know, is it I the last fisher eye? Like, what's going a, on? There is a fish pose where you're like laying on your back like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why wasn't he doing that one? Uh, that I can't answer for you. Why yeah. have they not? They just left it there. No explanation. Haven't returned to it. I'm surprised that nobody else is freaking out about this like I am. Yeah. But yeah, how do you think Courtney played uh, this call from Terralisha? I think Courtney did relatively decent. I've been a big fan of Courtney from the jump. And I think that Courtney's someone who is very clear, was very clearly in, in the Savannah camp, but wasn't someone who's like, I'm sinking with the ship. I think Courtney's going to be just fine moving forward here. And as far as talking to, um, to Alicia goes, you have to walk that fine line. Like, Courtney's not supposed to be the one to to talk smack to Teralicia, but just get through that conversation, you know, survive it, move forward. And that's kind of where I feel like he ends up going. Uh, did anybody think that uh, Teralicia did a bad job on calling Courtney here? I actually, I actually didn't mind this from Teralisha. I thought she played it decently well. So obviously, um, she, he he asks her, having already known from having already been told information from Savannah. Did you, uh, did you have any part in keeping me? Mm-hmm. And she immediately says, "He's trying to trap me right now." And I thought her response was actually pretty good. She says, "I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't have much of a reason to fight for you to stay, but I didn't. I, w- I didn't have a reason to push for you to go either." Which which kind of uh, it's it's a believable story because she's admitting to a little bit and it it kind of opens the door for Courtney to maybe if he's so inclined to go maybe Savannah was exaggerating to me because mm-hmm. she wanted me to dislike Terralisha maybe I don't need to be as wary of Terralisha as I think and he in fact he says you know I only 50% believe her and 50% is not bad considering he was a 0% at the start of this <laughs> yeah. conversation. Mm-hmm. I thought this was pretty well done. It's obviously going to be completely torn apart when Savannah visits him, but uh, I thought it was a decently done conversation. Geneva, do you think that in Terralisha's eyes that she feels like uh, that Courtney is somebody that she could potentially work with or is he too closely associated with Savannah and that he has to go next? I think that she knows that she needs to make solid relationships with people in the circle, but she probably is not aware that to the extent of what Savannah has said to Courtney about what was discussed in that influencer chat. But I think, I think this is a good step for Teralisha in general, because you want to make sure that you are communicating with everybody and you are forming an individual relationship with everybody. I do think that, since we saw um, the first, t- you know, as she was the influencer, she was really like, he's going to be a threat down the line. I need to get him out now, which I was kind of like, I-, I can see that you could tell he's popular, but he hasn't really done anything yet for me to for me to personally to have been worried mm-hmm. um, to make a move like that. But I do think that um, considering I 
think she's going to try and keep him decently close, maybe in the hopes that he won't rank her at the bottom. But obviously she doesn't know about the extent between uh, Courtney and Savannah's conversations. Um, We got a girl chat going. Uh, Savannah wants to go to Emily and to Chloe to say you can't trust her, Alicia. Haley, this seemed like a mistake, right? Yeah, like it's just when you get into this, it's a little messy. Um, I feel like you can give people little tidbits of information and kind of try and lead them to make their own decisions about people. Um, But the outright be like, you cannot trust Terralicia, like be on my side. It's a little like, hmm, Mm -hmm. okay, why do you say that, my friend? And especially because Chloe's like, okay, well, I don't actually trust you because you said that you were going to look out for the girls and then you saves a guy that you told me not to be cool with. So like, I don't actually trust your intentions. I thought maybe in a vacuum, this isn't like the the worst, 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 but based on what Savannah had already done, like it was just not, not great for her. Puya, what the hell is a Peapod squad? (laughs) Listen, two peas in a pod. I've heard that. Right now, we have five podcasters in a pod. I've yeah. heard that. Peapod squad, it's just rhymes. All right? It's got to be the pod and the squad rhyme, so we're going to go with that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I don't know beyond that. I'm not well-learned enough yeah. to uh, to understand stuff like that. Yeah, Taryn, also Emily hashtagged uh, young, wild, and free. Hashtag young, wild, and free. Yeah, I mean, you've got to be young, wild, and free. Hey, I, I'm looking up Peapod Squad. Hashtag Peapod Squad. Uh, it existed before the circle. Yes. Okay. What was yeah. it reference to? Agriculture? I have no idea. Botany? <laughs> yeah. Botany? Do I look like I went to kindergarten? Hashtag honest questions. Hashtag Peapod Squad. Hmm. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, yeah. No. Haley, I just find that, that Emily's uh, response, like it just seems like so basic. And, and like she came in and said, like, hey, I don't want to be some basic girl in here. And then uh, everything is mm. like, uh, you know, hashtag rosé all day. Hashtag <laughs> young, wild and free. Yeah, like I'm surprised she doesn't tell everyone in the chat that she has like a, a like an anchor tattoo on her <laughs> to remind her not to ever sink or whatever. Um, I yeah, I'm just I'm really disappointed with Emily because I just wanted so much more. Like I thought, I feel like if if he played as himself, we would have had such like a, a more well rounded character yeah. and gameplay. Where like yeah, we're getting we're we're getting like an. SNL sketch version of like what a millennial woman is. Mm-hmm. Geneva, I do think it's funny though that I feel like that the person that this worked the best on was Chloe, who almost herself is like a cartoonish rose all day, young, wild, and free, uh, hashtag boy crazy. Like, I feel like that she's like, yes, this is my person. But even Chloe is like, yeah, come on. They're like, uh, what, what is this? Yeah. Chloe just wants her to say something and mm-hmm. she's not saying anything. She's like, have a perspective. Come on. Like, what's going on here? Yeah, I think that's actually quite surprising too, because I feel like um I, I did see it too hot to handle. So I do have a bit of, yeah. I guess, experience of watching Chloe. And I think like similar to how she didn't know, you know, certain references, whether I mean, obviously you She's not from the U.S., but even so, I feel like there's a lot of influence in the U.S. and the U.K. and vice versa in terms of artists and such. Um, I think it's very interesting to see that even Chloe at this point is just like 
Emily, you're not, you're not saying anything. You're not like, why is it me that I, why am I having to carry the conversation here? And I just think that I don't know if it's because Emily wants to wait a bit longer to before she does anything, because I think Jack basically in his intro package talked about potentially being the biggest villain in the circle. So I want to see how we're going to get there. Cause I'm not seeing that at this point. Cause right now it just seems like, and I don't know if that's like the strategy is play both sides. No one knows really what I'm thinking. And then if I'm an influencer, then that's my villain aside with who I block. Um, but I think that it's kind of funny considering um, Chloe, I, you know, I guess their relationship and seeing how I think that she, Chloe's even on to Emily and sewing. There's something that's not right here. Um, going back to Chloe for a second, Haley, do you have any idea what's in a porn star martini? Um, I feel is this a like real drink? Yeah, it is. It must be. Is are martinis vodka based? And they can be or gin. Uh, yeah, it's probably like a vodka shot with like a sour. Oh yeah, have you had one like of these? A, have I, I had one? No, but oh yeah, you had the porn yeah. star martini. Okay, what? Well, how was yeah. it? It was okay. It was okay. I it was one of those things where when I first started drinking, I didn't know anything about anything. So I'd look at the drink menu. I'm like, oh, this sounds interesting. Sure, let's do that. Um, so I just looked up the recipe though because I I don't I didn't know. I just drank it. But so this ingredients one has vanilla flavored vodka, passion fruit liqueur, uh, passion fruit puree, lime juice, vanilla simple syrup, sparkling wine. It's basically a lot of passion fruit, which I guess makes sense. Mm -hmm. There you go. There you go. All right. There's one thing porn stars are known for. (laughs) All passion. Passion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Then before uh, we get to uh, ratings, and we see uh, Trevor and Lance Bass uh, talk uh, briefly about, um, uh, I think they play basketball, and then Lance Bass wants to know about uh, what's going on with with the girls, and uh, Trevor is like, hey, listen, bro, that's all. That's all uh, girl drama, uh, which is like how probably most people uh, talk to Lance Bass. Right, Puya? Yeah, it sounds about right. (laughs) Sounds about right. I mean, see, I and like this has been talked about on the episodes now, but Taryn put it perfectly in that the circle has really reminded me that there are gender stereotypes that people still subscribe to of like, no, men don't meddle. Do you think you don't think I gossip? Like, I love it. Give me it. Like, this is a gender neutral <laughs> hobby, my friend. It's a very gender neutral spot. I want all the gossip. I want all the messiness. I will subscribe to it all the time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ain't like if 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 um Trevor tried to hit me with that big, come on. Like, you are telling I want to talk about this stuff. I want oh, all of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To be fair, uh, you know. Only women are watching the circle. Obviously, there are no men watching the circle, watching this drama stuff. This is not for men. They're busy watching sports. I don't know yeah, what sports. you like. Yeah. yeah. Team Saquon. <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Geneva, do you find it weird? Nobody asked Lance Bass any good stories about being an in InSync. What's Joey yeah. Fatone really like? 
I would be I would be intrigued to see more of that. I I feel like they're not giving Lance that much screen time, or maybe not many people are talking to Lance. I'm not maybe because a lot of people are already suspicious of Lance. They're just like I'm not even going to bother wasting any of my circle messages on on Lance right now. Maybe we'll get to know more of him later in like the public chats. Um, I do find it surprising, but I think since people already are suspect that he's a, a catfish, they probably are like, there's not much I need to dig into right mm-hmm. now, but maybe next week with week two, we'll start to see more of that where people will try to hear more Lance stories, especially like Courtney, for example, um, through his job in entertainment, knowing a lot about like celebrities and NSYNC being a huge NSYNC fan, I think We'll probably see maybe more some more investigation soon, but I think people probably aren't necessarily excited to know a potential catfish Lance Bass. Mm-hmm. Or maybe his story about ripping his pants was so Yawn City, they don't want to hear anything else. <laughs> yeah. I find it fascinating that Lisa's worked with him for 14 years and did not have a real embarrassing story, so much so that she had to make one on the fly. It was like, that was Come on, it's been 14 years. There's definitely something in there. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the one that she makes up is I ripped my pants on stage. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. This is the most unoriginal thing I could think of. <laughs> That's why I think she should have brought like a, a manual, like with all like the important like facts about yeah. Lance's life. Like, and just like, because I feel like a lot of these questions would be expected. So, like, what's your most embarrassing moment? Like, where have you really enjoyed traveling? Or like, what. I feel like there's a variety of questions that probably would be asked in general conversations as icebreakers. And so she should have just been like, Lance, I want to know the answers to these basic questions, like favorite color, favorite this, favorite that. But it didn't seem like she did her research, which I wish she kind of did if she was going to play him. Well, speaking of the manual, just to go back to uh, hashtag Team Saquon, which I don't know any giant (laughs) fan that would uh, say the hashtag uh, Team Saquon. Um, But that kudos to uh, uh, Trevor uh, for sending his wife out there with like a like uh, the Gray's Sports Almanac of the like, here's everything about New York sports. It just happened to write if anybody asks you about the Giants, Saquon Barkley is injured. Trevor's the real, the real Trevor's the real MVP of the yeah. circle. Like a real, I, I mean, I'd love to like get a copy of like uh, what else was in there. Yeah, I really do enjoy when people have some kind of file with all the information they need for the catfish they are being because it does come in handy. I quickly want to point this out as well. I feel like every other season of the circle I've watched, there's at least one, if not two, like dedicated catfish hunters where their whole point is to poke holes in people's stories and figure stuff out. I don't know if I can identify that person here, which I think someone like Lisa is greatly benefiting from because there's got to be someone like Taryn, who would you say is the, the dedicated catfish investigator at this stage? I'm Trevor. <laughs> which is ridiculous. Trevor's <laughs> the one that seems to care the most. Uh, which, but I, I mean, I think when you, when Lance Bass waltzes into your, your game, uh, the idea of there being a catfish hunter becomes a bit redundant. Um, it's like, uh, hold on, guys. I've got a theory. <laughs> I think that maybe. <laughs> This is not really Lance Bass. I know, I know, but hear me out. I've got a lot of clues. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, okay, we're we're good. We're good. Yeah. 
Should they accuse Lance of being a catfish just to set him up to say uh, it's going to be me? (laughs) I would like that. I would. I'm here for that kind of menacing nonsense. But but I don't know if I trust Lisa to make the reference correctly. And that's the biggest problem. for me. (laughs) Probably not. Uh, We got our rankings coming up. uh, Ratings time. And Mm. Taryn, did you see anything? Did Savannah tactically do anything wrong here to set this, you know, perfect storm where she was going to go home? So the only real thing we saw from Savannah was that she put Emily fifth, um, which I thought was interesting and uh, and honestly seems like perhaps was the right call. Now, uh, I think probably the thing that screwed her up the most is that I imagine she put Teralisha sixth. Um, and so if perhaps she had swapped those, cause Tara Alicia did not need to be sixth. Uh, she, you know, she is going to come in a dead last. So, uh, she did not need to help contribute to that. Uh, if she had had the forethought to say, you know what, maybe I'll put Tara Alicia like fourth. And then, uh, if I'm really worried about Emily, I'll put Emily last. Um, but she wasn't worried one- about Emily yet. She's a, well, she was clearly worried about Emily because she gave Emily the second to last rating, right? Mm-hmm. So even though she's later going to be like, well, hopefully Emily saves me, uh, her ratings tell a different story to me, which mm-hmm. is that she was concerned about Emily and she should have been concerned about Emily considering Emily made this call. Uh, and so uh, I, I think that uh, the piling on of Tara Alicia was probably the biggest mistake that she made. But it's hard to even say for sure because we don't know why she put Emily fifth and we don't know what her other ratings were. Did anybody notice anything else unusual from uh, the rankings or anything of note? No. Are mm-hmm. you? Did you notice? No, something I'm just. I, I'm oh, just. Okay. Curious that, I, that I want to move on to the next thing. I just want to make sure that uh, there's okay. nothing else that uh, people wanted to say. Uh, but, uh, well, it was. It was interesting. So Courtney put River second, um, which was a was which was a misread here uh, from Courtney, um, or at least seems to be. But Courtney seems to have. Uh, some kind of relationship with River yeah. and doesn't seem to know that River is strictly anti-Savannah and pro-Terralisha. Uh, but I imagine we're going to talk about this this yes. uh, Kardashian group. Yeah, the Kardashian group. Kardashians uh, with a C. Uh, Chloe, yeah. River, and Courtney. And I'm wondering, could this be the new base of power in the house? Uh, later on, Chloe will refer to them as the three amigos. Uh, Chloe, River, and Courtney. And we just see sort of like a little bit of like a cheeky scene of like, okay, you try out some British fr- phrases, uh, try on uh, some Texas phrases. Uh, Haley, do you feel like that? Is this something Chloe, River, and Courtney? Hmm. I feel like Chloe and Courtney could be a good duo. I just don't think Lee has, Leah's River has, has enough of the cutthroat in him to to actually be an effective game player here. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like anytime they would try and strategize, he would be like, oh, well, we can't do that because of this, this, and that. Like, I feel like he's very much like Brian, just like an older version. Mm-hmm. Well, he seems to, he seems to want, like, he was like very much like, I want, I want Savannah out. She's messing with my big sis. But, but then he cried when she left. He was like, I, I wanted her out, but I'm still right. upset she's leaving. Like, it's very Josh, big brother, right? Of like, uh, <laughs> like cry after it happens. Yeah. Um, but, but he's still willing to do it. Yeah. Taryn, I, as someone who was with you for every uh, recap of the Circle UK this season, 
I, when we saw this author come through, I thought Taryn's dreams have come true. <laughs> they really picked the worst person for this theory of yours. I did they- specify it has to be a good author. I did say that. <laughs> I just want everyone to know. Well, has, how do you? What have you read Lee's literary work? I have not. I'm not okay, saying. Well, he's has not anybody found them? No, no, no. Like, do we know his yeah. his books? Uh, and are, are the Circle fans like Big Brother fans, where they're going to leave like one star reviews if uh, he ends up uh, getting out somebody who's a fan favorite? Rob, no one is like the Big Brother fans. We are a unique <laughs> bunch. <laughs> this is never going to happen. Yeah, no, I so just I think I like- think part of the problem is that he said he wrote under a pseudonym, a female pseudonym, yes. for a long yeah. time. Hmm. Um, but uh, it looks like his Goodreads page has two novels on it. Um, yes, one by Chris Cook. Oh, really? I it's, she's doing better research than me. Uh, <laughs> under the name Lee Swift, he wrote uh, Morvicti Blood. Ooh, um, which uh, sounds like a vampire novel to me. It does. Uh, yes. I'm not sure. It's a, it is a it is a fantasy mystery. So uh, who knows? Hmm. Okay. If uh, Bram Stoker had written a Game of Thrones, this is the book he'd have produced, says Andrew Grant. Interesting. All right, Andrew. <laughs> Talk to you later, Andrew. Yeah, I just I do want to give Lee credit where credit is due. Picking the name River is very apt when you're busy crying them all the time. Everyone's leaving the yes. circle. So, also, a uh, good character. opportunity for Lance Bath to jump in and say, "Oh, you cry me a river. I know that guy. <laughs> I've, I've hung out with him mm-hmm. once or twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um." We get our uh, ratings. Uh, Tara Leisha is seventh. Savannah is sixth. Courtney is fifth. River is fourth. Uh, Trevor in third. Emily in second. And Chloe, number one. Uh, Geneva, as somebody who's watched Too Hot to Handle, like, uh, does it blow your mind to see Chloe here, number one in the circle power rankings? Well, it's funny because she like shouted, I'm an influencer. And I'm like, that's what you are in real life. Yeah, that was your job so, title. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, in terms of Chloe on Too Hot to Handle, like she, she, she was, she was known for being kind of more, you know, like the ditzy type person. Um, she had a lot of, you know, sexual tension and frustration that she wanted to get out. So she lost the cast like $6,000 for two kissing two different guys that she didn't really end up with. So mm-hmm. it was definitely a tragic event for her. Um, but Geneva, I, you I audited was, uh, Chloe. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think the thing, the, th- the thing was, is that basically as part of the show, if they did, if they did, if they did something like kiss or like beyond that, basically they would get charged and lose from the shared cash prize. Yeah. So, so a lot of people lost a lot of money, which was quite unfortunate to see. And I was just like, you guys just, just hold your restraint for a bit. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the intention was definitely to see if they could form genuine like connections without the physical, yeah. but it, it didn't really work for a lot of them. Is anybody um, bullish that could Chloe win? God, I love Chloe. I loved her on. I loved her on her original show. I love her here. Yeah. God, I would be thrilled to see her win. I'm not gonna lie. You like she'll make it far, but I do think at the very end she's someone who could just get tanked on virtue of well, she's a celebrity. She she's already got something going on, and we're not gonna give her this. I could see that happening. For we sure. watched that show. We know she made literally like forty five dollars from it. Twenty cents. Twenty cents. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyone uh, can win the circle, though. Anyone can win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, these last couple of scenes have been proof of that. Rob, if I may ask Taryn a question here. You may. Taryn, I'm going to read three book titles to you by one author, uh, Chris Cook, a.k.a. Lee. Tell Ooh. me which one you'd be willing to read, okay? Okay. Um, so we've got uh, Leah's Menage Diary, okay? We've got Misty's Bondage Diary, and then we've got The Musician in Unit G. <laughs> in, in what G? Unit G. Unit G. The musician yeah. in Unit G. Um, I think I'm going to surprise no one when I say, obviously, the bondage book. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So, um, spoiler alert. So, so Haley shared a, a, a link in our chat, and I sleuthed it. Chris Cook is a, a writer of many erotic novels. By uh, what fan I'm fiction. Right. Right. So, um, Yes, yeah, well, so erotic let's, fiction doesn't have to be fan fiction. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not everyone is attracted to fans. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> or fandoms, I guess, more specifically. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I, I'm intrigued if Karen would read one of these books and then at the next roundtable tell us whether or not you think the author is a good one or not. Mm-hmm. Potentially, I'm down. read it on a stream. Read it on a Twitch stream or something. <laughs> yeah. I love this idea. I'll be there. I will be there. It's 84 pages. It's not that much. Oh, that's, that's quick. It. Yeah, it's a good quick read. Quick that's read. quick. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll have the uh, Lee's corner uh, at the end of every one of these. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> the link is Secret Cravings Texas Wolfpack Shifter Romance. <laughs> it's got two colons. <laughs> it does have two I bet a lot of these books have two colons. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, we get to our influencer chat. Uh, it's Chloe and Emily. Uh, they're in the hangout. Hashtag Circle Sisters. And so uh, they're just trying to go through everything. And that's when uh, Chloe is uh, really getting frustrated with Emily not being uh, direct about uh, what she wants to do. Chloe drops the three amigos on Emily. Uh, Emily's being uh, super wishy-washy. But the interesting part of this, uh, Haley, was we cut to Teralisha and Savannah having a private chat. It was like, uh, are they these two going to be able to patch things up and put it back together? This really sent my like conflict averse sensibilities into overdrive and i was upset because i I knew that this was not going to end up good in any in any sense um i love that they were going to hash it out though i like the directness of it i will say that i love tara leash's move to like say her piece and then peace out of the conversation that was fantastic if i if i were savannah i would have opened another conversation and been like no 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 listen let me let me tell you what this was because clearly none, neither of them had any intentions of clearing this up. This was uh oh crap. We've we're going to tell Savannah to go visit uh the person she thinks deserves to win. There's going to be no final confrontation. Hey, Teralisha, don't you think you should uh, just say something to Savannah one last time? Don't you think you should just uh, talk to her? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they really wanted this. But they should have just had her go see her. They should, I feel should like have been Savannah, confrontation. Savannah wasn't was never going to choose to go see Teralisha, but if Teralisha left, she would have chosen to go see Savannah. Oh, interesting. I very much feel that. Yeah, 
I could subscribe to that. I do think that could be possible. But yeah, I, I was really hoping to see, like, uh, I always want to see on these re- reality shows, people have, are feuding, and then they say, you know what, let's work together. Uh, I really was uh, ready for a Paul Rudd meme. Look at us. We're, we're doing this. Who would have thought? Tara Leisha and yeah. Savannah back together. No, they had you in the first half of that conversation, too. They just took the rug right under you when, when Tara Leisha decided to dip out on the yeah. conversation. He's like, all right, I'm out of here. Okay. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, and, uh, Geneva, I, I touched on this earlier, but then I thought then this was crazy for Emily to be the person like us. Like, that, Emily's whole thing is, I'm not going to offend anybody. I'm going to fly into the radar. Says, uh, so do you want me to break the news? Well, I guess whoever breaks the news, it's honestly not that much of a big deal. I think it's more of a deal in the sense that maybe you're more afraid to give out the news. So mm-hmm. it, I feel like by Emily saying it, she could always still say like, oh, well, Chloe made the decision. or I, w- I was OK with what Chloe had to say, but I offered and volunteered to basically say the answer yeah. um, and say who we're sending home. So maybe in that moment, Emily realized, oh, maybe I should give a bit more. So I will decide to um, announce who we're blocking. Yeah. But even so, I don't feel like it necessarily makes an impact on who is the person who actually says circle message. The person we're going to block today is. Taryn, do you find that does the group typically blame the messenger? No, I don't think so. Um, Not unless not unless the message itself is particularly pointed Um, or, you know, uh, you know, for instance, if Savannah takes issue with what Tara Alicia says, um, then uh, then maybe that could cause some issue. But uh, not generally. It's uh, it's it's, I think, pretty accepted that like, look. Mm-hmm. person that said it is the person that said it and and you can also i think it's actually a good thing most of the time because it means that you are able to say uh you're able to control the message you let somebody else say uh deliver the blocking and they could say anything they could say we did this because of x reason and you're like oh that uh, makes me sound terrible yeah uh mm-hmm. so controlling the message is usually a good thing all right uh it's gonna come up savannah uh haley do you, can you put uh, Savannah's run here into context? Uh, can we have a, a eulogy for Savannah here, the circle player? It oh gosh, I'm disappointed to see Savannah go, but she burned too fast and bright. Um, she came right out of the gate. I just don't think it's maybe like the best place to be to be the influencer right off the bat. That was really the beginning of the end for her. Um, if she wasn't there, she wouldn't have had a blowout with Tara Alicia, so she would have stayed. I, I'm really disappointed to see her go. Um, but yeah. I just, I just didn't see a world in which they were able to both stay. We, it was very Harry Potter and Voldemort. Like one, <laughs> only one could stay, one while the other. We, did Savannah just run into a buzzsaw in Tara Alicia? Where if this was another season and Tara Alicia wasn't there, do you feel like that uh, Savannah was uh, probably a person who could have done reasonably well? I do think so. I think she's someone who was clearly charismatic. She was getting on with people. There was no problems. Really, the biggest wrinkle in everything, it all boils down to this one interaction in the girls chat where she decides, you know what? I'm just going to put this Trevor thing on blast. I'm going to I'm going to put some eyes on him. I'm very suspect of this activity. And by doing that, you're kind of giving trust to this group, which is a good thing, usually, especially when the group was clearly receptive, except for maybe Chloe. 
But then within like 24 hours to switch out on that decision and give this person safety, I don't care who you are. You've clearly made it seem like your word is kind of means nothing at this point. So that was the biggest problem. And even then, I would argue that more often than not, that wouldn't have carried a lot of weight, except for Tara Alicia being in this chat. She is the one who was like, I am not letting this happen. This is not acceptable to me. And it got wrecked. I mean, ultimately, every season, the makeup of the cast will dictate what you can do well and what you couldn't do well. So I feel like if you put Savannah in another season, I think she would fare relatively decently. Um, she just got very unlucky by making one big mistake at the beginning that really does become her downfall. Yeah, and, and I'll say as well that um, in, at the start of the game, uh, she bonded with Terralisha over her uh, distrust of, of Trevor. Um, and then ends up uh, bonding with him after the ratings. Um, and so uh, that that really, it put her at a, at, a, at, a, at a place where she really needed to be able to communicate to Tara Alicia where she was at. And I felt like, um, you know, instead of going to Chloe and being like, I connected with Trevor on multiple levels, like she really needed to have that conversation with Tara Alicia about like, here is what happened and I want to be on the same page with you. Uh, and she should have been communicating with Tara Leisha about like, who do we feel good about? What are we thinking uh, prior to the influencer chat? My guess is that she probably didn't have the opportunity to, but uh, it really did uh, cause her uh, her demise here. Okay. Uh, let's take some questions from the audience about our week in review on The Circle. And so uh, let's go ahead and start off with Z-Man. Uh, do they keep replacing people uh, once someone is kicked out? First time watcher, uh, yes. They will keep uh, replacing people until uh, we get close to the end of the show. Uh, Spencer Peterson wants to know, uh, do you all think that the Savannah boot is going to be iconic in Circle history, uh, similar to the Ozzy or James boots uh, was for Survivor or nah? Uh, Geneva, do you feel like that we will talk about this historic Savannah boot? I think we'll probably talk about it for the rest of the season, unless we see something else that maybe happens in a future U.S. circle season that tops this. But I think for a first week, this was a pretty chaotic way to go. This whole entire situation, you know, if if Savannah or Terralisha were not in the influencer room, one of them, I think that this whole thing wouldn't have happened either. Of course, it all stems from Savannah's uh, suspicion of Trevor. But I also think that that plus the influencer chat and having competing interests and two people who are like, I'm going to be playing tactical. That's kind of what led to this clash in two different personalities. Okay. Uh, Let's take uh, one from Danny T. Would it hurt or benefit the game to have a power where a player gets to have a catfish revealed to them? Uh, I think that'd be a little too powerful. Yeah. Nobody, Nobody wants that. Okay. Yeah, and uh, they they don't want that to be like they want that to be in the final reveal. Mm-hmm, right? They yeah. don't want it to be like a weird part in the middle. Yeah. Uh, Mindy Bond, uh, what is River's best move to get further in the game? Uh, can anybody give uh, River some advice? Honestly, just keep doing what you're doing because you're kind of riding the middle. You're going to keep making it far. It's going to be inconsequential. I think this is, what, the third season now that I can think of where the person who was first in the ratings or second in the ratings was immediately in the bottom to the next rating. So for River, you're going to keep rising in the ranks this way just by riding it up. Because honestly, now we have Lisa in as a as a catfish, new person in. You're going to have two new people coming into the, for, into the circle. 
at some point, the OGs are going to be like, let's keep each other protected. Usually that kind of does happen. So River can ride it out. But if I was going to give Lee advice on winning the game, I would say, Get a DeLorean, go back in time, come in as yourself. You don't need River because I don't think River is a character that I'm connecting with, but clearly it's working enough with other people in the in the circle. Okay. Um, I think you're going to give him advice about uh, some of his uh, books. I mean, That's what I I'm no for. writer. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not a writer, so I don't think I could okay. give him anything to work with. The letters you sent me, I mean, you're a writer. All right. Don't 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 put yourself down. I mean, way better than uh, the doctor in unit H (laughs) or the fireman in unit B. There's a bunch of them and they're all like in unit B, C, D is a lot. A lot of unit talk. Wow. Oh, yeah. Emphasize on the unit. I get it. So is that like a circle like apartment building of all of these intercourse people? (laughs) Ooh, maybe that's the next installation after this season. There it is. It all ties into too hot to handle. Yeah. The catfish <laughs> in apartment C <laughs> unit. Done. <laughs> uh, okay. Then uh, this is from Gotta Go Pack. Is Trevor going to be able to keep up with the persona? Uh, Trevor is uh, someone uh, interested in acting. How she thinks a guy acts that uh, it's not creating uh, genuine connections. Hashtag I'm a fun guy. Um, it seems like Trevor seems like everything is going fine. If anything, like, uh, we, uh, Savannah had an issue on night one, but Haley, I feel like that Trevor's in a pretty good spot. I think so too. And I, I think, I think she'll get more comfortable playing the role and kind of inputting a little bit of herself in it and not necessarily having to like, um, create a character in which she thinks people want. Um, mm-hmm. but she seems to, People people like her so far, even if they don't believe she's real. Yeah. Geneva, you feel like Trevor is uh, doing okay? Yeah, I think Trevor should focus a little bit less on whether people like sports or not, because, you know, we saw that sort of conversation and should just focus on really like making sure that I am playing Trevor well, um, continuing to form connections. I mean, Trevor lost Savannah, so really focusing on who can I connect with now? But I do feel like generally Trevor isn't really in danger, just needs to probably establish more like st- stronger bonds with other people. Okay. Uh, let's do one or two more questions. Okay. Uh, then this is from Adrian. Uh, out of the four catfishes we have so far, who is uh, most likely to go far out of this group? Okay. Uh, is it Trevor? Is Trevor the number one catfish on the board? Can we rank them? rank them trevor's one lance bass is four and then it comes down to uh (laughs) the the other two right uh river river or emily i think i would say river one trevor two emily three lance four i agree exactly with that yeah i'm in i'm in agreement yeah why river so high why river higher than trevor I just, I just feel like he has potential to be there at the end. I feel yeah. like less people are going to try and call him out on being a catfish. Um, and I feel like out of all the catfishes, he's putting himself most into it with just having like a different face represent him or mm-hmm. the other ones. It really feels like they're trying to be somebody that they're not. And that's where they'll fall apart. Okay. All right. Uh, last question. Uh, this is from uh, my beloved Med. Is Lance Bass going to be a goat since he's either a catfish or rich and doesn't need the money, so zero chance of winning? 
interesting. Uh, that would be uh, some emergent gameplay as far as I know about the circle. Taryn, is this even possible? Could you drag somebody to the end in the circle? Oh, you certainly could, uh, especially if you're consistently getting influencer spots. Um, but it's a terrible idea. The, the idea of a goat in the circle is, is reversed uh, because if you drag somebody there who has no chance of winning, all you're doing is incentivizing the other players in the final to put that person first, and then all of a sudden they just won the game. So uh, there's you should not want to bring goats to the end. You should actually want to bring big threats to the end who people will be worried about if I put them first, then they're going to win this thing, so i got to put them lower, which means by default you go ahead and you can steal the win. Okay. Um, does anybody else have something uh, about the circle week one or thoughts going into week two? I just like the strategy aspect. I like how cutthroat it is so yeah. far. Um, I hope it remains consistent in this regard. I hope that uh, it was not just this one sort of like personal issue that uh, then now has been squashed because one side is out and it's going to just kind of die down from there. I hope the war continues. I think with Courtney still kind of like riding hard, uh, I think it might. Um, so yeah. I, I think I think there's a great storyline here for Courtney to kind of rise from the ashes of defeat here uh, and take over the circle. I think that would be really fun. Yeah. Will Savannah be our Ned Stark figure uh, that will launch yes. this game of Thrones where that she went out early, but people will like uh, fight and make uh, foolish mistakes in her honor against uh, the other group of people who uh, conspired against Savannah. Uh, that would be really fantastic for season two. Remember Savannah. Um, as far as my, my quick take here goes, takeaway before we move on here, um, obviously having watched the circle UK, like literally a week ago and then jumping into this, there's a, there is a big difference, especially with this season. They really are leaning into the strategy side, which I am very cool with, very cool with, um, I do hope that we see a little bit more of the relationships forming because, like the, this new three amigos thing, I need to be a little bit more invested in, but I need to get it. I feel like any relationship River has made, I'm not connecting with. And I don't, and I think it's a way that it's been edited, but also it's fair enough because they literally have been focusing most of the attention on Savannah and she just left. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of airtime waiting to be injected into someone else's story. And I'm keen to see who they put it on. Um, but it's been fun. It's been a fun four episodes. And I'm sure the next four are going to be fun as well. Yeah. Haley, any final thoughts? Um, it's been unsettling, to say the least, uh, hearing all of the letters and alert. I've mm -hmm. gotten very used to just alert. We're like, <laughs> there's like three letters missing from that. Um, the, the clarity of alert. Um, not for me, I don't think. Hmm. Okay. You feel like it's too breaking news? No, it's just so harsh on my delicate ears. Mm -hmm. Alert! Alert! Where alert is like it's an alert. Off. Mm -hmm. uh, Geneva, oh. or uh, let me go to Geneva and then go to Puyad. Yeah. So overall, I have been enjoying the start of the season. I personally am a huge fan of strategic and, as often said, tactical gameplay. Um, I'm glad that there are people who are there to play. Um, I similarly, though, want to get to know 
these individuals on a more human level and get to know more about them individually. So I am hoping that we'll see that. I'm intrigued to see um, where Tara Alicia's relationship with Chloe um, goes in the future, as well as with Emily as a, you know, as a potential trio, since they basically saved her over Savannah. Um, I'm intrigued to see where River goes. Could River go with them because of Tara Alicia's connection to River? Um, are are people going? Are people who were close to Savannah just going to um, form new relationships uh, with people uh, on who were for pro Savannah, or are they just going to get to know the newer people? How are they going to navigate the game? I'm really intrigued to see also where Terralisha will stand after this because you know there are some people who don't really trust her based on what she said. But of course, she does also have a lot of support. So I have been enjoying the season. It's I'm glad that it's had a pretty like upbeat start. I didn't feel like it was that slow. I mean, of course, the first episode, you find out who's who and everything. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we got a lot of uh, progress and we, we, we got a sense of where the game is going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not vibing with the narration this season. I know it's been mentioned. I've got a co- I've I have to bring it up again because it doesn't hit. It's not hitting for me. It kind of does come off a little bit cringy and I'm not sure because this happened last season and and Terrence the one who's mentioned he felt that last season but he hadn't just watched the Circle UK and now having seen how good the Circle UK's narration is, it kind of feels like she's been given a script and then is reading it out. Whereas it's not like her own jokes, her own takes coming through and it's not, it's not translating well at all. So that is my, my one big qualm is the narration. Mm -hmm. You're not liking the narration. That was my what? take on the narration. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Okay. I was like, what, what, what are you being shady for? I get it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's just so monotone sometimes. It's like she, yeah. it's, it's like she got dreads. It's, it's it, it, here's what it is. It's like uh, she woke up. Uh, she had to record from home. Uh, she can't go outside because the world sucks. And uh, oh, that's she's like, oh, this stupid yeah. script. Uh, <laughs> and there's nobody there to be like, more. we need more enthusiasm. Yeah. As somebody who has not just watched uh, The Circle UK, uh, the only person on this panel, I, I haven't noticed that it's uh, that bad, that I, I, I definitely understand uh, what you're saying. So, But I don't have like the frame of reference to compare it to. So I haven't found it to be jarringly bad in this season. Yeah, okay. it could also it could also be, uh, as they're mentioning in the chat, it could be the writing and it could be my what I'm catching could be. Uh, oh god this is terrible all right i'll read it yeah uh so yeah. who knows yeah um one last thing going into week number two savannah's replacement uh could we say with almost 100 percent certainty that we will have a woman come in and it is a woman who will not be a catfish we have four catfishes already in the house Yes, we did. We saw we saw the the in the preview um, that uh, we had two new players coming in. Two, um, right? Yeah. And, yeah, one male, uh, one female. Yes, so we're gonna go up to I, nine. It, yes, uh, and it seemed like they were. I guess I guess they didn't say whether they'd be playing themselves. I'm not no. sure. Okay, no, I th- well, I think um, 
and and this is the 60 second for those of you who don't want to know what I'm about to say cuz if you didn't watch the uh the batch trailer they put out so um it, it i think the male player is playing themselves because i believe i saw some photos okay. um in the batch That's trailer what I thought, potentially yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what, what if the female player is going to be playing themselves, but I believe I can confidently say I think the male player is playing themselves. Okay. All right. Uh, usually I go to Haley to hear what's going on in the Batch trailer. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Let's talk about what's going up this week uh, here on Rob Has a Podcast. Of course, uh, the other night, I got to talk about Survivor Gabon. I had a great time with Maggie Morgan and Phil Thompson talking about all things Survivor Gabon. Almost four hours there. Talking about the 26th best season of Survivor. If you haven't, I know there's a lot of stuff going on right now, but if you missed that one, uh, that's a great listen uh, this weekend. Talking about Survivor Gabon. And of course, uh, if you watch Survivor Gabon, you said, wait, how did Bob win? We'll tell you exactly how. Because, yes, that's right. David Bloomberg and Jessica Lewis have gotten back together to tell you exactly how Bob did it. Why Bob won, I believe, uh, is going to be dropping. Uh, if it's not already out, it's going to be coming to use very soon. Find out uh, how Bob did it in Survivor Gabon. And then this Wednesday night, we are up to the 25th best season of all time. And uh, when Puya is back, that's right. The Peapod Squad is going to be going on Wednesday night because uh, it's going to be Puya and Mel Hulst uh, talking with me about Survivor Samoa. Puya, have you started a Samoa rewatch yet? No, because okay. I was watching The Circle. That's so, fine. That's fine. I, neither have I. Yeah. Neither have I. We've got plenty of time. time. Now it's going to happen. Uh, so join us on uh, Wednesday night uh, for that. Of course, uh, this week, Twish Ultimate Trivia was going of course uh we've had so much fun uh, uh never more than when Haley was on uh with us a couple of weeks back on twish ultimate trivia uh but we were back for another uh exciting round of twish ultimate trivia uh with jordan kalish if you uh, love survivor trivia uh you are in for a treat as uh our all women panel was on fire uh with uh twish ultimate trivia this week uh, check that out at robiswebsite.com. And then, of course, all right, uh, another another uh, podcast uh, with the Peapod Squad is going to be when Jerped gets back together this Monday night. Myself, Puya, Taryn, Jenny Autumn is going to be uh, back at it for another crazy week in that Big Brother Canada house. Taryn, what's crazier, the Big Brother Canada house or the Circle Flat? Um, I'm going to say the Big Brother Canada house, uh, mm-hmm. with some certainty. Uh, although, Rob, I, I do not know if the world is ready for a jerp reunion. I don't know if <laughs> yeah. <they're> prepared. Jerp <laughs> strikes back. Okay. Jerp the sequel. Yeah. Okay. And then if you missed it on uh, Thursday, we talked to Bill Kogan to close out season two of Tough as Nails. Uh, of course, I uh, had a lot of fun uh, with Phil every week talking uh tough as nails with just Lees and mike bloom and then uh on uh this past monday puya and i broke down part one of the 90 day fiance finale we will be talking about part two of the 90 day fiance finale this monday as well should be uh, a lot of fun of course uh we've got so much going on here 
in the month of April. Of course, it's uh, always uh, great to check out everything we're doing to make these podcasts happen at robisawebsite.com slash patron. Between everything going on in our patron podcast feed, uh, weekly uh, additional feedback shows about our Survivor Countdown, plus uh, weekly patron activities, uh, including uh, we've just been started talking about patron karaoke at the end of the month uh, and so much more going on at robisawebsite.com slash Patreon, of course, if you're watching the YouTube video, be sure to hit subscribe on YouTube. Hit that bell notification to go uh, get notified when either uh, Taryn or I are going live. And of course, uh, check out our social media profiles, including our Instagram account, where our hosts uh, like Puya are doing uh, takeovers at uh, RHAP Grams on Instagram or Robinson Podcast on Twitter. Thanks so much, uh, Scott, for all of that. All right. Of course, uh, Geneva, where can we keep up with everything you're doing? Yeah, everyone can keep up with me at Peace Love Jen G E N on Twitter. I tweet all about reality TV, the shows that I'm watching, including The Circle, Temptation Island, and the wide variety of reality shows that are going on. You can also find me on YouTube at Silent Podcasts, where I talk about reality TV with Sasha and with Isaiah, who are also podcasters for RGP. Yeah. All right. Uh, great job tonight, Geneva. All right. Haley, how about you? You can find me all over the internet at each strong underscore. Uh, you can check out my new book account on Instagram at the strong uh, library. Wait, hold on. Uh, if you, you have a book account. I'm going to review one of those. Yes. Books. Yes, please. Heck yes, I am. There are only like 250 on Amazon. I'm going to buy one. Um, and you can check out regular coverage of top chef on the wrap ups network. Mm-hmm. And I joined you, Robert and uh, Chappelle and Shannon. Gus. Yes. Last last week? It was last believe it or not, yeah, it was a week ago last <laughs> Thursday on the RHAP rewind to talk about uh season six of America's Next Top Model. Um I gotta say, one of my favorite podcasts I've ever that done. That was so what, fun. What a thrill. It was a great podcast. Check that out on the RHAP Rewind. And then uh, this past week, we have another uh, RHAP Rewind. Uh, We just dropped that on uh, last night when Chappelle and I talked with Kelsey Rosmondi about Nanny 911. So another fun episode of the RHAP Rewind uh, for you to check out. Uh, Puya, what do you got going on? Well, um, people can find me on all major social media platforms at Puyaism. As far as other podcasts that we haven't talked about yet, Liana and I are literally the hosts of the best mass Singer recap podcast out there. We got to talking about the last series of the uh, wildcard entries. And then next year, uh, next year, next week, we're going to jump into the Super 8. Um, it was a great one. It was out of this world. And if you've listened to it already, you know exactly what that reference means. And I'll leave it there. Okay. Um, and then uh, before we get to Taryn, I just want to uh, recognize a comment from the chat. Uh, uh, Ruan uh, says that Bryant was in America's Next Top Model. Haley, did you know this? I did not because I've done, if you can believe it, I've done a slight amount of research. Um, he is, he was in a season I hadn't seen before. And from what I could tell, yeah, he didn't make it into the house. Yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah, he was on the first three episodes of America's Next Top Model cycle 22, which I believe was that the last one they did? No, they did 24. 24. Okay. Um, but I think ugh, they did like three guys cycle, like cycles involving men. And I think maybe 22 is the last one of that, or maybe 23 yeah. was. I can't 
I can't remember. I haven't seen that far yet. I just actually this week Boy. I just watched a season I had never seen before. Yeah. Uh, Taryn, uh, for Bryant, does this speak ill of his uh, reality TV competition chops to be uh, eliminated three episodes into America's Next Top Model, two episodes into The Circle? Well, it seems like uh, like after being eliminated from America's Not Next Top Model, he was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna find myself and recenter. Uh, and so maybe after being eliminated early from the circle, he'll become an even better person. Yeah, right. Like he'll become. He's too uh, pure for yeah. these shows. <laughs> too good for this world. Okay, uh, Taryn, what do you have coming up? Uh, well, of course, Big Brother coverage every morning, 11 a.m. Eastern, updating everything that's going on on the Big Brother Canada 9 live feeds and after every episode uh, to recap the episodes. Um, Tuesdays, we have the roundtable, which is very fun. Go over the uh, the week on the feeds and rate the players uh, and play the Stockwatch game. And uh, you can also find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Taryn Armstrong, hanging out, playing games, doing all kinds of fun stuff. Okay. All right, Taryn. Uh, make sure uh, to take multivitamins and uh, be getting uh, plenty of uh, rest as much as you can right now because between Big Brother Canada and The Circle, uh, we can't afford anything to happen to you right now, okay? It's all right. They, well, well, it's The Circle of Podcasting, Rob. All right. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us. We'll be back again uh, next Saturday at uh, 7 Eastern for the Week 2 Roundtable Live. This was a lot of fun tonight. Hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.